0: Welcome to the Mission Matters podcast, celebrating the people and initiatives that embodied the Jesuit tradition of St. Louis University. Celebrating what matters in the 200-year-old-plus mission that is St. Louis U. Brought to you from the Office of Mission and Identity. SLU is the place for Mission Matters. I am Virginia Herbers, the Director of Mission Formation here at SLU, and I am happy to launch this new season of the Mission Matters podcast, during our year of hope, where we at SLU celebrate the gift of walking with youth and the creation of a hope-filled future. Welcome back to Mission Matters. I am happy today to welcome as my guest, our Director of Orientation, Susan Fennell. So welcome, Susan. It's good to have you here today. Thank
1: you for the invitation. I appreciate it.
0: Especially because you are caught between SLU 101 Orientations and training
1: of our university ambassadors. So, our SLU One Summer Orientation Leaders, our Oraflam Fall Orientation Leaders, and our Student University Ambassadors. It's close to three hundred student leaders that I oversee. Mm-hmm. I have one of the best jobs on
0: campus. Wow! So, recognizing how valuable and short your time is, I want to jump right into this.
1: So, I've been at SLU since July two thousand six. And the first couple years, I was working with Housing and Residence Life, specifically the learning communities in working with faculty around campus in the development of the campus-wide learning communities and academic initiatives and residence education. One of the hallmarks of my experience in higher education is working with academic initiatives and first-year experience. So after those two years, SLU and Housing Residence Life, became the director of undergraduate initiatives, that office no longer exists, but it did oversee first year experience and transition programs, kind of housed our orientation programs for students and families, sophomore, junior year experience, and our senior year experience. And also thinking about academic initiatives that tied all of those different transition programs together. And then when that office was kind of dissolved, director of orientation. So I was involved as an undergrad, psychology, bachelor's degree, and was really unsure of what I wanted to do with it. But I had an interest in working with young adults. And Uh I had a great mentor in college that said, you should go off to grad school and get involved in higher education. And I was Uh like, what? (laughs) And she really mentored and coached me in that process. So I went off to grad school, was a grad assistant, a master's in higher education, college student personnel focusing on working with college students. Since I've been at SLU, I completed the coursework in the PhD Higher Education Administration program, and there sits the dissertation still. But I really loved being back in the classroom Uh and having that dialogue with faculty and other students and thinking about best practices and research and theory and pulling everything together in the work that I do and really thinking about how to support first-year students and their families because they are not left out of this the parents and guardians thinking about transition programs retention and orientation Um, in my world there is an international association nota it's really focused on otr work orientation transition retention okay that's my colleagues all around the campus And it's been great during the pandemic. We've learned we don't have to wait to go to conferences. We jump on Zoom calls and I can talk to other Jesuit schools or other schools that we benchmark ourselves against. And that's created great colleagues all around the country to not have to wait for conferences because a lot of those conferences were getting canceled due to the pandemic. So that has tightened community for myself with folks that I knew around the country And some that I did not. That's been a a positive thing that has come out of the pandemic.
0: That type of collaboration that now COVID has normalized actually, I think, will live on in ways that bring people together a lot more often. I totally agree. And it is a way to build
1: community in a different way. Mm -hmm. So you had asked about what I've been doing. Yeah. (laughs) So... When we think about orientation here at SLU, it starts with SLU 101 Summer Orientation for our new students and families. Yep. This summer, we were back in person for SLU 101 Summer Orientation. The past couple summers, we had to do those virtual. Mm -hmm. In summer 2020, it was a really quick turnaround to redesign the program. And then last summer 2021, it was more robust virtual, and we had an add-on in-person option where students and families could visit campus. This summer was more traditional. So for our incoming freshman class, we hosted 11 SLU 101 freshman sessions, two-day overnight experiences. Wow. And pre-COVID summer 2019, we did 10 for the largest freshman class in SLU history. This summer, we thought, you know, to make people feel more comfortable in that space and that environment and really live out our mission and thinking about care for the whole person, per personalis with COVID-19, we spread those numbers across 11 sessions. It was okay. more work for us and the campus, but we thought that was the right thing to do for those that maybe would have felt uncomfortable sitting in such close proximity in some of the spaces that we use that gave a little bit more breathing room and It provided more date options for this incoming freshman class because we started at the beginning of June and ran through the middle of July for those 11 sessions on Monday, Tuesdays, and and Thursday, Fridays. And then for our incoming transfer students, it was a one-day slow-on-one program, and there, there were three options, and those were scattered in May, July, and we have one August 8th. So that's kind of our lead-in for when thinking about orientation. It is an orientation transition experience for our parents and guardians. It does not matter if it's their first to head off to college Mm -hmm. or if it's their last student to head off to college. It's a transition experience for parents and guardians and the family unit, however they define family. So we want to support our parents and families and create a community amongst them but also invite them in to the Billikin community and Billikin family as well, because they're part of this experience as well.
0: So, is that programming parallel programming, or are they walking through the same activities together with their students?
1: Great question. For our freshmen, it's two different tracks we okay. have a student track, and we have a parent guardian, the guest track. Okay. They come together at mealtimes, mm-hmm. and the welcome, the kickoff in the morning on day one. But it is to help the students start to see themselves in a different lens as an adult learner, especially coming right out of high school into college, and really starting to build community with their peers. That was really important for us this summer to spend time in helping students create connection. Right. We know we do that so well here at SLU in a wide variety of things, all across the campus, in the classroom, outside of the classroom. And- We wanted students coming back in August before they jumped into fall orientation that there's some comfort in coming to a slow 101 session and you're meeting some of your your peers in a smaller slow 101 session before you return and it's everybody. We know with COVID-19 for some students, anxiety has increased, how they navigate this space and new change in their life can um, overwhelm them. So we made some adjustments to the program this summer for students to really think critically what they needed. And we were able to keep things that we do really well. We have 20 SLU One leaders, some orientation leaders that work all of those sessions, and they have a small group of students assigned to them. And they do three focused peer group discussions. And one of those discussions is around social justice, which is a component of our university mission how we are called to be people for and with others. And then we integrate components of our university mission, pursuit of truth for the glory of God and the service of humanity throughout day one and day two of our freshman SLU 101 sessions. And they hear that through the lens of a SLU 101 leader unpacking that tenet of the mission. And then we have a SLU 101 leader at the dinner on day one do what we call a mission speech. Nice. Where it's their story of what the SLU mission has meant to them during their time thus far as a SLU student. Powerful speeches. They're wonderful. A little bit about SLU 101, summer orientation and things that we thought we did really well and we wanted to keep. But we really had a focus this summer on helping students create connection.
0: Is there any vehicle for the students who go through SLU 101 together to reconnect when they're here? Or is that all on them? So I also supervise the Oroflam Thought Orientation Leaders. Nice segue.
1: There's 20 SLU 101 Summer Orientation Leaders. They're a really diverse group of students. Those 20 leaders and their pictures and bios are on the SLU 101 website. They become very visible. For Oroflam Thought Orientation Leaders, which a lot of people know around campus as the Orange T-shirts. Right. That group was formed in 1963. They're not a club. They are fall orientation leaders. They apply and interview to become an orientation leader, just like our Slu one leaders do. And there's close to 190 fall orientation leaders. I think when it first was created back in 1963, well, it first was created by a group of men approaching one of our Jesuit priests and feeling that there was a need to help first-year students in that transition. So the history of Oraflam is on SLU's website, and Mary Bremer, that everybody knows, is such a big part of that. But it was first started with a, a group of men. Uh, How about and that? And eventually, they invited the women <laughs> to be a part of it. So at one point in their history, they operated as a club. And then as more robust orientation programs were being developed around the country, here at St. Louis University, our Oraflam leaders were formed into what we see as fall orientation leaders in kind of taking the baton from our a 101 summer orientation leaders. And now we've got the entire incoming class of new freshmen, new transfer students starting and we wanna help them in that transition into the fall semester. So one of the ways our SLU 101 leaders um, reconnect with their students is they send out a message to their students saying, I'm gonna be at X fall welcome event, come find me so I can say hello again. Then during the fall semester, our Sloana 1 leaders and Oriflom leaders have two times that they do outreach to their students that they've been assigned to work with. And they can do that in a variety of ways. We kind of call that life after leadership. Yeah. So as a Sloana 1 leader after the blue polo comes off and the Oriflom leader after the orange t-shirt comes off, how are you still there to be a resource for the new students that you served? And that you don't disappear from them because we know here at SLU peer mentoring is critical, just like we want our new students to have connections with faculty, their instructors, their faculty mentors, their academic advisors, advisors of their clubs, organizations they're getting involved in. We also know peer-to-peer learning is really powerful. And these are just two leaders on campus that are doing that our summer orientation leaders and our fall orientation leaders. So they okay. will do outreach right before midterms and then right before finals. Do a check-in, a touch base, how you doing, what do you need? And they can do that in a variety of ways.
0: Okay. Are the majority of your orientation leaders sophomores or are they all over the board? Rising sophomores through rising seniors. So okay. they're all
1: over the place. Okay. Some of our SLU 101 leaders served for a third year this summer, wow. same with our fall orientation leaders, they're serving for a third time. So the umbrella of this concept is what I call first year experience, mm-hmm. FYE leaders. At the end of the day, yes, they're different orientation leaders for a different period of transition, summer or fall, but they're all serving first year students, whether brand new freshmen or brand new transfer students do not forget about our new transfer students. And the other thing that is a, is a population that we give specific attention to is also our freshman commuters that have gone through the process to be exempt from living on campus. They're going to be living at home with a parent or guardian and commuting to campus because they will be navigating maybe the campus experience a little bit differently. So they also have Oroplan Fall Orientation Leaders. Sometimes People on campus think it's just for the residential students. No, if you're new, you are not left out of this fun if you're a first year student.
0: That's great. So where did the name Oriflom come from? Well,
1: so (laughs) Oriflom in my history document that I keep updated anytime we've made a change during my time at SLU because it was a document that was passed on to me. So now I'm the keeper of the history of Oriflom. But Oriflom is a noun. And it is defined as a banner, symbol, or idea inspiring devotion or courage. And that is on the back of their orange T-shirt of what Oriflom stands for. So when you think of it, I always say it's a slew thing. It's a Jesuit thing. And when you think of those orange shirts out on campus, if you're a new student and maybe you're coming from a small high school or you're a transfer student in your incoming college that you're transferring from was smaller compared to SLU, or maybe it's big and this feels small to you, there's some comfort when you can see in the volume of the campus, those orange shirts, they stand out from the blue. Right. Everybody else is wearing during a move-in and fall welcome. And so it, it is to inspire courage and confidence in the first year students that they are part of this community That they can be successful however they define success and that they will transition in to this campus and they will be supported by a lot of people on this campus. And the Oriflam leaders are just one part of that community to embrace them and inspire them to have this experience at SLU, be what they want it to be every student transitions, maybe that's unique to them based on their identity, based on their background, what they want from this experience, what their hopes and dreams are. So maybe we're just there to give them a little nudge, confidence, inspire them, be that banner of courage that they see around campus at a time that can feel stressful and overwhelming.
0: Visual cues are important, right? So even just to know that there are people out there who are designated to help me, that yes. provides a great deal of comfort and a release of anxiety, I would imagine, in first yeah. years, is that I might not know, I, I, I haven't even met you, but that orange shirt tells me that it's your job to help me. Yeah. And so there's comfort there.
1: Absolutely. And one of the conversations I have with the Sloan One some Orientation Leaders and the Oracle and Fault Orientation Leaders is, what is your why? Why do you want to serve? Yeah. We see you all as servant leaders. What inspired you to apply, mm-hmm. to go through a competitive process, to interview and hope that you were going to get selected? So what's your why? For some of them, it is, I had a great experience and I want to help other new students. And some of them, it may be, I didn't have a great experience and I want to do better for the next group of students coming in. And that's an okay reason to want to serve and create a different legacy. Right. Right to inspire this new group of students coming in to maybe take a risk and apply for whether orientation leader positions on campus or other leadership positions. If you can see yourself in another student, it may have you see your future at SLU in a, in a different way. So we, we talk about what does it mean to be a servant leader and we talk about what's your why? Because these are long days. This is a, a, a lot of work that we do. And it is putting the first year students at the core. It's not about us. It is about them. And I think that is another way for us to think about the mission. What is our purpose? What is our focus? And we keep that at our core and we serve that. That's the higher purpose.
0: Absolutely.
1: And and so the students at SLU inspire me all the time their passion that they bring to these leadership positions, their creativity, their teamwork, them going the extra mile Mm -hmm. to help the new students and the families of just wanting to create that sense of community that we talk about here at SLU and that we want each new student and family to experience. That's the goal. That's the hope.
0: Yeah, that it's not just words. We're not just saying we do this, that it actually is a lived experience. Yeah.
1: yeah. So when those days are long, you got to remember your why. And then another thing I always tell them is find your joy in the moment, find your joy in the day. Those are the things that when you're tired, if your why is not doing it for you, what's a moment of joy that you had that in that day, an interaction that you had with a student or a family that you're like, this is why I'm doing what I'm doing.
0: That's great advice. So I'm hearing that these programs for the students, the incoming students, but also for the student leaders, you've talked about um, building community. You've talked about leadership skills and follow-up to those leadership skills. Um, Peer mentoring, focusing on someone else in a way to build community, collaborating as a team to be able to make an experience more beneficial or more positive for someone else. You've talked about generosity and servant leadership about being always in touch with our motivation for doing things. My gosh, if that isn't a description of what the mission is intending to do, I don't know what is. So maybe just a question to throw out to you. What is it? So for our listeners out there who might be faculty members, who might be staff. Who might be parents of students, who might be alum or even donors? What are some of the important things we need to know about our newer students right now? What would be helpful for the greater SLU community to be
1: aware of? That's a great question. And I, I know I processed that with the SLU 101 leader team in a couple different ways. And we will be starting Oracle Ball Orientation Leader training soon. And I think one thing is with SLU One being in person, this August being in person, just like the past couple of years, it's a more traditional year for this incoming class of students, unlike the past couple of years. So I think that is going to help these new students in having a different type of transition into the university. If you're a rising sophomore, rising junior at SLU, about to start your sophomore, junior year at SLU, well then you had a very different summer orientation experience august 2020 you had a very different fall welcome experience august 2021 you had a more traditional fall welcome experience this year this incoming class will have had a more traditional summer orientation and will have a more traditional fall welcome experience that can really change in my opinion the campus community because our rising seniors were the students that came in Summer 2019 and fall 2019, they had a traditional SLU 101. They had a traditional fall welcome. So when you think about the student body, it's going to have a bookend effect. The seniors and the freshmen will be the ones with the most traditional first year experience at SLU. The sophomores and juniors will have had different type of experiences. We know from last spring, from talking to upperclassmen students, they're like, it's still hard to get students to get involved, join clubs, and come out to in-person events. What we were seeing and feeling from these new students this summer at Sloana One, and I hope it follows through this coming fall, is that they are eager to explore and find out how they can get involved on campus and off campus, whether with clubs or organizations, with service, with whatever that may be. So that's an interesting dynamic when you think about the student body. The freshmen and the seniors will be leading the charge, maybe, in creating a campus community that we were maybe a little bit more familiar with pre-COVID.
0: Right. I mean, yes. you're describing almost a jumpstart back into vibrant community.
1: Yes. I'm hopeful that what we were seeing and what they the types of questions that they were asking at Slow 101 this summer, that that will carry through August and into the fall and also then I think our sophomores and juniors were just a little slow from talking to some of them this summer that were sophomore, you know, rising sophomore, slow one leaders. They were like, yeah, I was slow out of the gate. I was really hesitant my, this past year, my freshman year of putting my toes in the water and getting involved. And I think they're getting there. I have high hopes to me. And again, I'm not the Dean of Admission or the VP for Enrollment Retention Management. But it felt like a diverse group of students, how they were engaged in our peer group conversations, the type of questions they, they were asking about mission, getting involved, service, social justice, diversity and equity. There were some great conversations that we will then carry that forward because Oriflom thought orientation leaders also do three small peer group conversations with the students that are assigned to work with them. So we mirror that from summer orientation to fall orientation to kind of carry that onward as we're always in dialogue here at SLU. So we give them a taste of that at SLU 101. We repeat that with the on fall orientation leaders during fall welcome. And then they're going to do that in their classes. They're going to do that in their involvement. They're going to do that in their service. They're going to do that on their mission trips. This is who we are. So that's kind of my takeaway from this summer with this incoming group of students of what I think Maybe arriving
0: yeah. in just a couple of weeks. And you know, with the core coming out and the Ignite seminars and all the Cura yes. courses and all of that, I think the the support system to Correct. reinforce a lot of what you're describing and really be the hands and the heartbeat of Cura Personalis, I think the potential for that is higher than it's been in a really long time.
1: Yeah, they were introduced to the University Core at Sloan 01. And they'll get more information about that from their specific school, college, in fall orientation, fall welcome. That's great. Uh, in, in August.
0: So, yeah, again, great. that thread
1: that pulls forward from summer right. orientation to fall orientation.
0: Okay. So, let's see. What else needs to be said about all your the programming that comes out of your office and your team, your incredible team?
1: I guess to remind ourselves that we are a community here at SLU. Everybody has a role. At the end of the day, the, a lot of those roles overlap and how we serve new students, all students, one another. And that if we can approach that in a way that we know we do really, really well here with that open heart and that sense of compassion and really thinking about what does this person in front of me need and how can I best support them, then it's really, instead of thinking always just big, there's power in small moments and the intimacy of individual connection. I talked to the Oriflam thought orientation leaders about that because that's a lot of people assume those. that's a loud group. They do the cheers. They do the dances. And we have a lot of quiet leaders uh, that you can have different leadership styles and how you serve in meeting students where they are mm-hmm. to draw them into the experience and really understand the intimacy of connection one-on-one and in groups. I think that's something we do really well here at SLU, not just with the programs that I work with, but when I think around campus and different offices and how faculty are doing that in the classroom and outside of the classroom and how staff are doing it with the programs and the resources and services that they provide that at the end of the day there's a layering effect in how we serve new students and families and at the end of the day, all students to help them transition from year to year so that they are leading to that end goal of graduation. But then it's really life beyond graduation because it's not just about a degree. It is about an experience. It is about your goals. And I guess I have the privilege and the blessing to start at the beginning of that experience with the new students and families. But because I also have have a great joy of knowing a lot of the leaders that I work with Mm -hmm. since their freshman year. And then getting to see them in, in May graduate and, and move on, whether that's graduate school, med school, or teaching, or yeah, whatever their yeah. profession may be. That's just, I think everybody do, does that at SLU in, in different ways. How we're so much stronger together in that collaborative approach and how we live out the mission.
0: And I think that's one of the things that makes a Jesuit university just a little bit different is that we have more than a mission. You know, every university has a mission and every university is designed ultimately to educate young people, right? But at a Jesuit university, our mission is to help each person understand their unique capacity to give back and their unique giftedness to both be grateful for, but then also use for the greater glory, for the greater good, for that higher purpose, so I love that you're not just describing the programming you're doing and not just describing the tasks that these, these students have in front of them or the outcomes, but this is about the personal and it is about a one-to-one human connection that recognizes the uniqueness of each individual that comes across our campus. I think that's phenomenal. And I love the way you've articulated it with this. So thank you so much.
1: Well you're welcome. I appreciate it. It's nice to reflect. That's one of the things I do with the leaders that I work with is integrate components of reflection into their experience in different ways during their training and leadership development, their post experience. Sometimes you need a little bit of distance from a position that you've served in to fully understand and recognize what did I learn from this? What was the impact on me? What impact did I have on others? Who am I now after this experience that I've had? What will that mean for me moving forward? So reflection, Sue Chazuski, director of campus ministry, and I have talked about this for a number of years, that you can approach the mission through all faiths and non-faiths, through a spiritual lens, a religious. There's so many ways to engage in the mission for it to be meaningful and powerful to you. And also one way to think about discernment is breaking it down in a way that is, it's really about reflection. So you're teaching them how to do that without having to put it all in, in those words. And so that's one of my goals, because I think that's important in their personal, professional development and their leadership development as human development. Again, I think that speaks to SLU and what we are called to do here and how the work that we do within four students. Amen to that. Okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, Susan, thank you so much for your time. And as we wrap this up, I just want to do a shout out to you and your entire team with gratitude and hope and great encouragement for all that is to come. So Thank thank you for being with us. And thanks for taking the time to speak about where the mission matters. Thank you so much for the opportunity. I really appreciate it. Don't forget to follow us on social media at SLU Jesuit Mission. And if you know of a colleague who's living the mission quietly, but definitely out loud, or seems to be hidden in plain sight, please contact us so we can highlight the good work that they're doing. And until next time, let's remember, especially in this year of hope, that we are one SLU where the mission matters. You can engage the mission intentionally here at SLU, and you can encounter it randomly. But good luck graduating without ever touching it in some way. God bless everyone.